0: Several years ago, a biblical writer, author, by the name of Rabbi Mark Gelman, wrote a book that he entitled, Does God Have a Big Toe? It is an intriguing and uh, slightly offbeat title for a collection of stories based on narratives in the scriptures and told, according to Rabbi Gelman, in a way that engages the reader. He begins with his version of the story of creation. Before there was anything, there was God. A few angels and a huge, swirling glob of rocks and water, and no place to go. And the angels ask God, Why don't you clean up this mess? Gelman proceeds to retell each stage of the creation process, and after each step is completed, the impatient angels ask, Is the world finished now? And God replies, nope. Finally, God creates a woman and a man and asks them to finish up the world, adding, well, really, it's almost done. But they object, pleading that there is only the two of them and only God, the Creator, knows the plans. But God assures them, if you keep trying to finish the world, I will be your partner. And they ask, what's a partner? And God describes a partnership like this. A partner is someone you work with on a big thing that neither of you can do alone. If you have a partner, it means that you can never give up because your partner is depending on you. And God continues, on the days you think I am not doing enough, and on the days you think you are not doing enough, even on those days, we are still partners. And we must not stop trying to finish the world. And that's the deal. This time, when the angels ask if the world is finished, God says, I don't know. Go ask my partners. In the reading from Exodus for today, we discover another insight into this remarkable partnership between God and the people of God. God announces through Moses that the people can depend on God to be merciful and gracious, slow to anger, rich in kindness and fidelity. Who would not want to live And work alongside such a partner, such a God. And Moses responds If I, and Moses surely means all the people, if we find favor with you, do come along in our company. Do come along in our company, and pardon our wickedness and our sins, and receive us as your own. We need to let those words resonate in the ears and hearts and attitudes of all of us in these days. Pardon our wickedness and our sin, but do come along in our company. The theology of Trinity Sunday states that we celebrate the mystery of God as a communion of three persons, but such a communion makes no sense either in the way of God or in the ways of our life. If that communion is not expressed in the witness of our being in communion with all of the people of God, then what is it for? What is it all about? Communion among in the midst of and with the people of God, is how God keeps company with us and we with God. All theology is ultimately practical. The mystery of God is never for its own sake. It's always for the sake of building up the reign of God on earth in every nation under heaven, in every heart, with every color, on every tongue, and within every body that bears the image of that God. The relationship between God and us, and between us and our sisters and brothers, begins with being baptized. Baptized into that very mystery of Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Paul tells the early Christians in Corinth what God's loving, and what loving God looks like, is when you mend your ways, encourage one another, agree with one another, Live in peace. And Paul says the love of the God of love and the God of peace will be with you. Paul's exhortation is only one way of describing a harmony among human beings. There are many other descriptors, many other expressions that are tangible and true. But we know firsthand what the opposite of such harmony looks like, and it isn't pleasant and it isn't acceptable. The mystery of the Trinity, then, is more than a prayer formula, as beloved and familiar as it is. Nor can it be reduced to some scholarly conversation. It is truly a model of how to live with each other. It is not beyond us. It means to establish and shape a community of hospitality, one in which no one is excluded or sent away or thrown down or attacked. If the Trinitarian God is a God of equal relationship, Father, Son, and Spirit, then a Trinitarian life is a life of harmony and equality. There can be no disconnect. When we love and never tire of forgiving, when we are inclusive and trusting, when we embrace diversity and respect of person, when we are truly and deeply concerned with each other, these are the signs of a faith-based communion in God and with each other. It is not a mere mystery or only a mystery. It is a real and palpable energy of the heart. So perhaps the question that we might ask on this Feast of the Trinity is not, who is God? But how is God for us? And how are we for God?